G'day and welcome to the Four Walls Podcast. I'm your host, Josh, and today with me is co-host George McNabb. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got a very special guest on today that I personally have followed her journey through real estate. Um, since she went out on her own, especially, I knew about her before that as well, but um, someone I've followed really closely and I've really oh, loved watching <laughs> your journey because it's... Um, it's really cool. It's it's a, it's a cool story. Oh, so thank you. welcome, Lisa Westerby. Thank you. We're happy to be here. <laughs> um, so Lisa, I guess like one thing we like to start off with is just to build a bit of context of like who, what, when, why. How did you get into real estate? So I got into real estate. I was very young. I'm not from Auckland. I got into real estate at 19 years old and I kind of started at the bottom and worked my way up. So I started as a marketing administrator at Harcourts on the North Shore. I didn't really know much about real estate, but I always thought it was something that I really enjoyed doing. I've always enjoyed working with people. So I didn't have a uni degree, so I thought, what can I do that, you know, the sky is the limit, then I can kind of work my way up. So marketing administrator, and then I went from there to a auction coordinator, auction coordinator to a PA role, PA role to a sales associate role, got my papers and then kind of went out on my own starter last year. So learned all the ropes and then took the big step into the big world of sales. Yeah, yeah, like that's a very like full-on grassroots journey, isn't it? Like, yeah, I guess it's up. like the traditional yeah. process, yeah. right, which actually a lot of people don't do. Yeah. But what I found really cool about that, though, is you can kind of see what the back end of the business, what actually needs to happen in order to make a sale happen. So I think it, had, it made me respect the admin, the other roles within the industry a lot more but then also going into the world of sales, then people are always saying to me, oh, you can do that on your own. You can do that yourself. So I, I guess in my business, it's helped me because I know every sort of little aspect of the business. So. Yeah. yeah. No, and I, I think that it's um it's quite evident from our side as well, like the people that have a bigger picture because the way that sort of they communicate with us and certain things that go on is um, you, there's a very obvious understanding of the back end, mm. you know, like from people like yourself. And um, that's always appreciated from our side. But I think... No, I don't think. I know it makes for a better final product. Mm. It does, mm. you know. So that's a, that's a really cool thing that you've got up your sleeve. Now I'm going to bring you back because you did kind of jump straight over that. Where was the moment? Like, where was the light bulb moment of I'm going to go to Auckland on the North Shore and go and work this PA job? Was that the first one? No, PA. Marketing I was a marketing coordinator. coordinator. Marketing coordinator. Yeah. yeah. So I I'm from Christchurch and I moved up to Tauranga after the earthquakes. And then from there, after I, I left school early, actually, so I didn't finish high school. School wasn't for me. Yeah. So I thought, you know, people used to actually say to me, you know, you're never going to do anything. You're never going to be anyone. So I kind of had this strive when I know <laughs> I had this strive when I was younger that I'm going to show everyone at school, everyone who didn't think I could be something, what I can potentially be. So I actually did a tourism degree in the 13th year of, of year 13, actually, that I didn't do. And then I moved up to Auckland to be a flight attendant. Cool. That didn't quite work out, long story short. Um, and then I wanted something with more of a routine. Can you believe it? <laughs> more of a work-life balance. <laughs> so I got into real estate, but it was it was just sort of what six were you months. Thinking? I know. <laughs> <laughs> six months and yeah, six months into Air New Zealand, it you know, that didn't work out. So I was living with no job and no flat actually in Auckland at the time. And I thought, okay, what can I do next? What year was this? Paint the picture for us. This would have been, I was 19. Gosh, how old am I now? I don't even know. This would have been like 20, 
18. 2018. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Is that, cool. is that my maths, right? Yeah, yeah, no, it sounds about right. Yeah. Work inside, well, I'm good at selling houses, not yeah. maths. <laughs> GCI. Oh, gosh. No, yeah. So that was initial thought was I actually grew up and lived like watching Living Channel and Escape to the Country and all of that with my mum. And my mum was actually the one that said, you know, you've always had an interest in real estate. You know, we used to be those nosy neighbours that used to see an open home flank. Oh, let's just go and have a look, you yeah. know. So I always thought to myself, that's something I could be really good at. So. That's how that initial thought came about. Yeah, that's that's really cool. So, like, there is an element of, I guess, authenticity to, yes, you did semi-stumble on it, but there was always kind of this underlying thing of, I could do this and this is something that would interest me. Yeah. I mean, like, I, even from the guests that we've talked to, like, both of them had no plan of going into real estate. Like, that that we've talked to so far, you know, so it's a, it's an interesting thing to hear that. It comes from mm. a different background, you know. Yeah, but, I mean, um, I didn't really ever have the thoughts of becoming a photographer either. So <laughs> no, no, I know it's just the same like being here. Like, <laughs> what did you want to be like, when you were younger? Yeah. Did, I, you know, the funniest thing is, I actually, I'm a, like, not many people know this. I'm actually a qualified commercial pilot. Um, <laughs> no way! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yes. Imagine yeah, George in a plane. <laughs> yeah. They're the most ADHD person you know, flying a plane. It's not not probably that great. Oh my um, gosh, it's hilarious! Can you can you take passengers? Yeah, I just need to get my license current again. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so so that's actually where my my background was 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 in flying. So uh, you know, flight attendant, I kind of kind of know the similar situation. But yeah, this thing started to become too busy, so we got thrown into this. But I guess that's this that's kind of the secret sauce to anyone's success, right? Is like they never like really decide where to go. They kind of just get blown in that direction, and then. Like people always say, like, oh, you're so lucky, and it's like, mm, yes, to a degree. It's like people us like get luck, but then it's always like knowing what to do with that luck. Mm. And you know, like, yeah, you stumbled across real estate, but then you knew kind of how to push hard and get to where you want yeah. to be. Yeah, you know? I'm gonna throw a cheesy quote out at you guys on in relation to that because I've always resonated with it since I've heard it. But I think that there is no such thing as like you know luck in that sense. It's right time, right place, right circumstance. You know, like if you get those I three really things agree. lined up, mm. you're in a pretty good spot to be successful. You know, so. I think the thing with real estate is everyone always touches on like the sky's the limit. Like it's one of the only jobs that well, it's, it's a really good job that you can get, and if you put in a lot of work, it really does pay off. But I think it's interesting to see, you know, I, I feel like when you work in a role like this, you've really got to want it. Yeah. Mm. I feel like if you don't want it, you're not going to put in the work and the effort to actually get it. So I feel like people always ask, you know, how, you know, why do you do well? You know, not I ask other people as well, but I think you can tell when someone's really passionate about what they do and really, when they actually, they really care about it. Yeah. Because that's when they're going to do everything that they can to actually get to where they want to go. And I've, you know, I've been in scenarios where, you know, things haven't worked out and that's okay, but it's all about learning as well. And I think every time I've set my mind to something, you know, that, yes, there's bumps in the road, but I'm, I'm always going to work as hard as I can to actually get there. Yeah. And, and when I've done that, that's when I start to see the results. Yeah. So I've always been, you know, I've always thought about that and everyone always asks me things like that as well. And I just say, look, well... You really have to want it. Yeah. If you don't want it, it's not going to happen. And I think that segues on to a conversation we actually had before you even started this, which was like, you know, you moved here and mm. you had no networks, right? Like you didn't know anyone in Auckland. And the whole thing is like real estate is about networking and no, like who you know, basically. And so I guess like tell us a little bit how you kind of like built a database and built a real estate business that keeps coming without actually knowing anyone in Auckland. Yeah, so I... So actually started as a sales associate, which I thought was a really good pathway into becoming my own agent. So I worked alongside Abby and Richard, who were a high-performing team 
in Harcourts and Epsom. Yeah, shout out to them, by shout the way. Shout out to Evie and Richard. They're good mates. Friends of the pod. Friends yeah, of the yeah, pod. Yeah. <laughs> I think it, they, they really helped me get to where I am today. Like I can honestly say I've done, you know, I've, I've worked hard, but I wouldn't be in the position that I am today if it wasn't for them, just given the roadmap that they gave me, what they taught me. So when I started in their team, they had me attending their open homes. But the first thing they had me doing was actually sitting down and calling through all of their old call lists. So I then had a lot of practice on the phones. I got comfortable on the phones because I feel like if you work in real estate and you're not on the phone and you must be doing something else if you're doing well but I feel like that for me is my biggest source of business Mm -hmm. just calling through people and building more of a relationship and I you know I've as I've started getting into my phone calls more of today it's more of building a relationship and talking to the same people but not asking for the appointment you know because I find if you keep nurturing the same people you know I've got a list of about which I've accumulated over all of those phone calls and then into my own business and my own open homes about 500 people, it's not a lot, but they're people that I talk to on a regular basis. But just asking them how they are, what they're up to, you know, I jot notes down on them, you know, if, they, if they've got kids, you know, they've just turned five the next year, oh, you, you, you know, your son might be turning six soon, you know, actually more personal questions yeah. so that when they decide to make a decision, then they're going to think of you because they're going to go, oh, you know, that person's actually really nice. Yeah. So I feel like for me, it's not so much about, I mean, the sales is awesome, but it's not so much about that. It's actually building a relationship with someone and then trying to help them when they're ready. So in terms of that roadmap that I've had, you know, I've actually learnt the structures and the the business, but I've actually learnt to connect with people a lot more over the years. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a, like a really good way to put it. Like it's actually really funny, Lisa, because that's actually very similar to like our relationship mm. as well. Because I'm a, I'm actually Lisa's account manager, like at Blade Scenes, and that's the same thing. It's like when it's us talking, there's not like really, it's you know, it's chickens. Mm. It's like hey, like how was golf? Like blah, blah blah. It's building a friendship and building a relationship so that I can help you be successful in your business. Mm. You know, and then same vice versa. It's just like a mutual beneficial thing. It's not like this. There is no real need for the hard sales push, you know. Like if you're not if you don't want to work with us, that's fine. Or if you don't like need anything else, that's all good. And I think that's a good way to conduct your. I business. also think that's like a real like Kiwi thing. Yeah, is like people in New Zealand don't necessarily want the hard sale. They want someone who is relatable, who can have a yarn with them, who's funny, who's charismatic, right? And like you can just tell that like almost all the real estate agents that that we know who are super successful kind of just have that spark, right? That you can if just... If you're knowledgeable, it's even better. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's, it's like, yeah, but it's like let's be honest, who really needs knowledge? Like, yeah. at the end of the day, like, you can limp through, um, you know, just by being a great communicator and, you know, a person who genuinely cares about that person, that, that other person's situation. So, um, yeah, that's... And, and, and that not to, like, uh, go too deep down this road, but, like, the... The thing that I always find really interesting, Lisa's not like this because she's a unique situation where you are just like the solo (laughs) one, you know, you are doing the solo journey, you know, and it is Mm -hmm. a grind. Like I've seen the difference between people like yourself who just live and breathe that solo grind. Um, Mm -hmm. One of the previous guests we had on, Ben Riken, same thing, solo Mm -hmm. grind, you know, like the, it's very admirable what they do because it's like a lot of work. But when you uh, work with these teams and these things with bigger, the, um, uh, that need for the relationship thing up the top of the iceberg is so much more important because underneath they've got these amazing people and like operations managers and you know like those people that actually kind of bring the whole thing together and so with real estate you see a lot of the tip of the iceberg but there is so much 
that is underneath that mm. you just don't ever really get to see. Um, it, it always makes me question. I wonder if vendors even know the names of those heroes, <laughs> like unsung heroes that are doing all the real. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what though, like in Lisa's business, she's really wearing all the hats. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you know? yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think you know my next step for me is hopefully to start a team because yeah. obviously you you want to you want to build and you want to grow. And I think I'm at that stage in my business now where you know I've just about to finish my second year on my own out of the team. And my next step is to obviously build more of a business because look, I love what I do. It's awesome but you do have to take time out you know men I think especially this year like I'm the sort of person that I care a lot about the results for my owners and I'll you know I'll have people say to me oh it's not your monkey you know you can't take it personally but I think it's almost hard you really want to in a market like this you really want to you know give as much as you possibly can and I think in this market there's only so much you can do yeah so it's hard to not take it personally when you know you're at an auction for example I had one the other day when no one turned up and you know you know it means a lot to the to the to the owner yep. and it's almost hard to not feel like is there more I could have done even though I know for a fact you know I've done everything that I possibly can you still feel you mm. know like it, somewhat, liable, somewhat liable right somewhat liable oh, I, I think we can relate to that as well because we're obviously like responsible for the marketing you know like and it's there's nothing worse than I think in your position and our position than bad market conditions because mm. mm-hmm. like you just can't do anything about it like when there's bad market conditions you can do everything perfectly mm. And it's just not going to happen, you know? Yeah. And so that's that's definitely something that probably is quite a struggle, I imagine. Um, but, sorry, you, I was going to go. go. Um, touching on your year, I suppose, we weren't really, we had no um, intention to talk about this, but I just wanted to maybe t- touch on it. You obviously won the Josh Regan thing. I did. Yeah. Which yeah. is like, so excited. <laughs> which is like, it's a pretty big thing to win, right? And yeah. like, there's some like huge names who have kind of won it before you. And I kind of just wanted to touch base on that. Like, it's your second year um, out on your own and to win such a like cool award, mm. I suppose. That was awesome. Like, do you want to just kind of touch on that a little yeah. bit? So, Josh Regan, just for anyone that doesn't know, is an award where it's called Changed Agent. So what it is is you get applications from all over New Zealand. They've got it in Australia as well. And then he chooses, Josh Vegan chooses four agents to then go to his blueprint down in Queenstown and do a 15-minute minute, minute speech in front of 100 to 150 agents from all over Australia and New Zealand about their story and how they feel like they've grown over the years that they've been in real estate. And then what happens is everyone votes in that room and then decides who's actually, you know, who they think deserves to win. I think it's a $17,000 cash and prizes. But the main thing of that part is it's actually a one-on-one session with Josh himself to sit down and actually structure out your business. So a lot on the line. So it was really nerve-wracking. But I went down there and I think, you know, I actually made it my goal because at the end of the day, it's everyone's got a great story, right? And I, I, I thought to myself at the start of that blueprint, it's more or less a popularity contest, to be honest. So my intention when I got down there was, do you know what, I'm actually going to make it you know, I'm going to make it my, you know, my, my my job to actually talk to every single person in this room before I stand up there tomorrow and let them know that I'm doing it and have a conversation with them and see how I can relate to them before I go up there and kind of implement them into my story. You know, I want to, at the end of the day, when you go up there and tell your story, the votes that you're going to get is when people are going to start relating to you and go, oh, you know, it's funny she says that because I felt that before, you know, I felt yeah. that before. So I kind of wanted to get to know everybody in that room and say, okay, well, how can I make this more about not only me, but make them, you know, relate to me and see how I can help them in their business. So that, I mean, the most, the coolest thing for me 
I think winning that award wasn't the cash and the prizes. I think it was more about, you know, the networking and being able to stand in front of people that I admire. You know, there's there were agents in there that I've looked up to, you know, since I've started to actually come up to me at the end of that and go, you know, that's really cool that you've gone and done that. That, that to me, was, was more than anything. Yeah. I mean, and that's probably your IP as well in terms of, like, what makes you a good agent, right, is being able to read the room and kind of, like, get on someone's level I mean you know you could call yourself a bit of a chameleon you know you can like (laughs) just change yourself to kind of like get along with somebody and it's like I've seen that in the way that you act with your vendors um and you know going back to you know you being on the phones I remember seeing you in Abby and Richard's office (laughs) with your geeky headset on you know like the cool (laughs) I okay we're gonna need to get one of those for the podcast and we're just gonna insert that somewhere (laughs) everyone's like why don't you switch to earpods I'm like no 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 it's got like this logy headset it's like like you're working at McDonald's you know can I take your order (laughs) yeah that's all right we we have them at work too George made me put one of those on this year oh no they're so good it's just humbling you know yeah it is it is quite humbling like especially after your you know, like out gunslinging for a bit and then you go back and you put your little headset on. You're like, yeah. oh, no. Can I take your order? Yeah. <laughs> your order. Um, I, there must have been something that quite rewarding about your little strategy going yeah. into that and intru- introducing yourself and, you know, that actually coming through and working. Because that was like, I remember you telling me about that, that like week after you got back and I was like, yo, that was genius. Yeah, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, if I get to know everyone, it's going to be fine. But also I think... It's it's a matter of, you know, I wanted to get to know everyone in that room as well. The Josh Vegan is great for training, but it's also great for networking. You know, there's people there from all over New Zealand and Australia. So if they know who you are and say, for example, they've got business to refer to you, like if you've got, if they feel like you're someone that's genuine and actually is there to get to know people and help people, then who's going to get the business? Yeah, yeah. So I think it's, you know, I actually love hearing everybody's story and hearing what everyone's, you know, challenges are and what I'm finding. I'm doing a couple of, speeches at the moment I just went down to Harcourts and Holmwood and did a speech down there and what I kind of want to implement into those speeches I feel like there's a lot of agents out there that do those but they don't talk about the struggles in real estate and I feel like that's actually a really huge part of the whole business because it's all about mindset yeah you know the amount of times I go into work and I'm like you know I'm not feeling up to it I'm drained I've worked you know until nine o'clock every day this week I need a day off you know it's mentally really hard yeah you know and then obviously at the moment the market's you know it's tough it's it's got it's hit a miss at the moment and when you when you do have those misses as I said it's hard not to take it personally and when you're already feeling down you know it's a mental battle with yourself sort of saying you know when you're relying on yourself with your own income you go into work and you're like oh my gosh you know I've got a mortgage to pay I've got bills to pay and I'm only relying on solely me running your own business on your own It's, it's really hard but I think it's also at the same time it's so rewarding when you're actually doing a good job. So you've just got to think more about the good parts rather than the bad parts. But I feel like people need to talk about them a little bit more and and how they how they face them and how they manage them. I guess I was going to jump into there and say, like, do you have kind of tips for people for dealing with it when you've got those, like, low moments? Like, how do you keep trudging through when you've got these campaigns that are, like, quiet and, you know, you're doing everything you possibly can? How do you stay mentally positive? Mm. I am huge about taking a day off. I know there's so many agents out there that don't, and I actually did that. When I came out of Abby and Richard's team, they were always said to me, you have to take a day off. You know, you have to take a day off. And when I had my first year on my own, I didn't 
take that into account. And I said, you know, I'm so busy, I'm working all the time. And, you know, you always want to be on the floor. But what I found is you're better off working six days a week at 100% than working seven days a week at 50, 60%. Because if you're going into a listing presentation and you're not 100%, you're most likely going to miss out on that business. Whereas if you take your day off, you breath, and people understand, you know, you're not, you don't, you like, you're not supposed to work like all robot. the time, exactly. <laughs> and I find, you know, I, I, what I like to do is I like to set my owners up to the point where, if, you know, if I list that property and I send them a video right after they list with me, and it's got, you know, what to expect over the next couple of weeks, and something I put in there is. Friday is the day that I take off. Yeah. You know, if you desperately, urgently need me, then I'll, um, I'll be on call. If there's, you know, offers being negotiated, then I'll be there. But this is the day that I take with my friends and family. And they, everyone understands that. They respect that. it, right? And yeah. it's a, a part as well where, like, I mean, I was guilty of it as well. And my, in my journey is, like, setting those boundaries up front with people and saying, like, you know, this is how it works. Mm. I think that's such a little nugget there that you've just dropped in is kind of, like, giving people the what to expect through a campaign. Because too often people kind of are like, okay, so what's next? I mean, I've been I've been a vendor as well, right? Mm. And like I, you know, know where I'm kind of going. Okay, so what's happening now? What's happening this time? And it's like, you don't want to be left in the lurch. Communication is key, um, and that's something as well. Like we're guilty of it, Blades Ends too. It's like sometimes we don't communicate, um, and everyone's got that, you know, yeah, that, yeah. that 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 flaw. Yeah, no one's perfect. Um, mm. Yeah, and then like on your days off, you come and do podcasts. Oh, I forgot. I forgot. Do you know what? At the moment, we've kind of, we switched our open homes just to Sunday. Oh, cool. Just so yeah, we've we've now I've switched normally it switches from Saturday from Friday to Saturday. If I can take half a Friday and Saturday, I will. Yeah, because I think you do need that at the moment and. As it's you know when you're in the quieter times, you take a little bit more time off, take time to reflect and understand why you're doing it, and then once you go back into it, yeah. you're all guns blazing. Yeah, and I want to just like have a little pin in the pod in that specific thing because that I, that is one of my favorite things I've ever heard someone say is that that hundred percent thing because mm. I can relate so much to that from my job that I used to work before I worked at Blade Scenes. There was. It was a situation where I was just trying to wear too many hats mm-hmm. at once and real estate agents do work this 24-7 schedule and so I was trying to match that the whole time of like give all my clients the best service I could possibly give which meant being available at all times. And then so quickly I realised, one, you then set an expectation that you're going to do that and so they will email you and call you at like ungodly hours. Um, <laughs> but then you are in this constant situation of giving everyone 50% instead of giving 100% through my work week. And that's one of the things I have to give credit to George is he, when he brought me into Blade Scenes, he put me in the position where I can actually be Josh, 100% of Josh. And now all the clients get the 100% of my service rather than everyone like all over all the show over getting the show. like 60%. Yeah, so. And you can tell when you – I've been through open homes you know, as a buyer and everything myself, so you can tell when someone's not at 100%. Yeah. You know, and you and you never know who's going to be walking into your open home, and you want to be able to make sure that you're you're fully there and you're fully committed to what you're doing that day. Because I, yeah, I went, you know, going through the process, you want to make sure that it's a really special moment for people. Yeah, you know, buying and selling a home, it's a lot, and people do get very overwhelmed. So you want to make sure that you're content and that you're you know, to that point where you can kind of, you know, relax them and give them advice and help them throughout the way rather than being a little bit agitated and, or you know, tired and, <laughs> you know, not not being on that level where you can actually help them yeah. all the time. Mm. Um, well, just to segue away from that, because there is a um, point that I wanted to talk to you specifically about, because it's like, this is not something you and me have ever talked about, but I, I just, I'm curious of it. Are you familiar with imposter syndrome? No. 
so imposter syndrome is when, um, yeah, well, it's something you might be even going through without even knowing it. Mm. But um, imposter syndrome is basically when you make it to a certain point and then you start questioning your abilities of like, wait, why am I here? How mm. have I made it to this point? Um, I shouldn't be the one that's successful. Why are people listening to me? Is that something that you felt like you've struggled with in your all first two years? All yeah. the time, all the time. I'm the sort of person, and I think it goes back to where, you know, when I went through school, you know, I, as I said, I've always had that thing in the back, and this is the thing that's always pushed me, is I, I sat down with, I actually got taken to the principal back in school, I was, you know, to do, but he, he he looked at me and he said, you were never going to amount to anything. Oh, And that dark. was something that was from said to me. principal, I see, like, when you said no. that before, I assumed that was from, like, some other, like, 10-year-old, like, been, eh. No, I mean, look, we, we all go through hard times, right, and, and I think that's something that's always stuck with me, and that's the reason why I push myself to the limits that I do, but I think it's always that sort of thing where I always feel like I could be doing better. Yeah. You know, no matter where I am on my bus- in my business, there's there's always more to be learned. Like the amount of times our sales manager sits down with us and saying, how do you feel like you're in your with, with your business? That's stuck at that same number. Mm. I think it's like a six out of 10 for the last two years because I always feel like there's more I could be doing. And, and that I think, to be fair, that's got a lot to do with the market as well. Mm. You know, I think 2021 was really, really hot, but I think what I find is I compare myself to people that have been doing it for years and years and years, which I shouldn't be doing. No. Because I think if you, what I try to do is I try to sit down and just take my, take pick myself back a little bit and go, look at where you were two years ago yeah. to where you are now. The person that first started out, you know, when I first started real estate, I said, like, as, my, as my own agent, I said, you know, if I do 10 sales this year, I'm happy with that. You know, I did 21 sales, which was incredible, but... I still wanted more, do you yeah. know what? And I'll always be that person, but I, it's a good and a bad thing. Number one, as I said, it's a mental thing. Mm. You know, it does bring you down because you always want to be doing more, but I think it also pushes you further and further and further and further into your business to actually do a better job Yeah. because you've got those goals in mind and no matter if you've achieved them, you still want more and you're still going to put in the effort. You don't turn out after you've done your 10 sales and go, oh, you know, I've achieved my, I've achieved my goal. Mm. If you get to 10 sales, you go, okay, now, now I've got to do 20. Yeah. You know? <laughs> And I think I got that from Abby Davis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's, yeah. Like, she's, she's definitely, like, she's on another level. <laughs> Every time she's like, if you if you get to this level, you need to do more than that. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. okay, cool. So I've actually been brought up on that, which is a good thing. Yeah. Um, but she taught me and that team taught me that you just have to keep going and going and going and going. Well, it's real interesting, like, that conversation versus the last conversation we just had, it sounds like you've got this really, like, interesting balance between when you're on, you're on. You know, like, you're, like, a turbocharged supercar, you know? But then yeah. <laughs> when you're, you you do make sure you put aside that time to... Mm. Lisa is a golfer. And <laughs> and, Badly. And, yeah. <laughs> I'm a bad um, golfer. But, you know, like, you, you do the things that kind of keep you you and, and keep the mental health in check and all of that stuff and I think that's so super super important so um yeah that's really that Thank really you. awesome yeah so I'm gonna ask you something about um one of our favorite topics social, social media, media. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx. um so with social media and the like real estate industry how how are you perceiving like the difference between I guess when you were working in Abby and Richard's team versus twenty twenty three real estate agency? How much of it is an essential tool? 
these days? I think social media is essential. Should you spend a whole lot of time on it? No. Yeah. You know, I think you can do you can do it smartly. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna guys I see people all the time, you know, freshly into real estate thinking, you know, spending probably an hour on creating a just listed Canva yeah. picture, <laughs> you know, that stuff's not going to get your business. If you're yeah. spending an hour on that, then don't do it. You know, I think it's more doing it smarter, you know, being more personal on social media. So what I want to do is I really, you know, just listen and just sold, you do them because you want to, you want people to see that you're doing stuff. But It's an online CV. It's, right? Exactly. And I'm, what, what I Boring. want... <laughs> what, what I want people to see on social media is that you like what you're doing. Yeah. Because if you've got someone, you know, I've got a couple of people that have touched base with me from overseas or from, you know, Australia or from different parts of New Zealand where they can't physically come and meet with you mm-hmm. and they want to do... I know for a fact, you know, if I was to sell my house, the first place I'm going is Instagram. Yep. That's the first place I'm going and to, to do some research. I say the same thing to all the mm. people that talk to me about it as well. It's like people forget that our age demographic... Sorry, George. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, uh, even George. Like, he's, he's massive on Instagram as yeah. well. Um, and it just shows you, like... That is where the authenticity check is these days. 100%. Like I don't think that it was going to make or break your business in terms of like, you know, that there is definitely like a good argument to be made around lead generation in there. Um, there's definitely a good argument to be made around like maintaining sort of communication with your, with your database. But I think that is going to become the final check. When someone is choosing a real estate agent, for, for me – that is going to be the final decision yeah, maker. That, that is, is me too. like when I mm. see people come in and do like things for my house because I like in probably two to three years I'm going to be selling my house and then you just bought a house as well. So I imagine you're probably similar timeline. Yeah, that is the the absolute deciding point. Mm. I guess that kind of also kind of steers us into the question, um, yeah. the little secret <laughs> question, right? Be careful. Yeah. So what is we it do is social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got a little theme yeah. rolling. I'll let George introduce that. <laughs> so, yeah. So I actually stole it from another really successful podcast. If you ever, if you ever do want to listen to a really good podcast, it's called Diary of a CEO. Well, no, this one too. But I'm not going to plug my own podcast. Um, it's called Diary of a CEO by Stephen Bartlett, and there's I think some I've like there's amazing. He's got amazing guests. Like he's like probably like number one on on Spotify. But he does this on his podcast. That's why I thought it was oh, a cool idea cool. to bring here. So what we do is, is we ask the previous guest a question for the next guest so so we have a, ge- a question for you actually yours is reasonably yours is a pretty good one no, to be okay. fair. Well, I, the, the right. person was playing kind of nice yeah so I, I want you to get a bit more spicy with your one you so. play <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly we want, so. some, we want some clicks we want some engagement <gasps> yeah. oh, so, so, um, so i'll let josh read it out yeah so the question was how do you focus on improving your own social media instead of focusing on what others are doing the social media is supposed to be about you you know, and what you like to see. And I think, you know, you've got to do it in a way where I look at my social media and go, okay, well, what would I want to see? You know, you want to see videos, you want facts, you want, you know, I I do look at other people's social media and go, okay, what else could I be doing? Mm -hmm. But I, I do it solely. I just don't focus on what other people are doing. I focus on, okay, I want to come across as me over the camera. And that's all I want to do. I want to feed facts. I want to help people. And I want to show kind of everyone that real estate agents aren't, you know, they're not people. They've got a bad breath. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To say yeah, the least. Yeah. But I want I want to come across as just who I am and a person, and 
you know, someone that people can relate to and talk to and, you know, as, yeah. a, as an advisor, more or less. Yeah, yeah. Rather than a... That's a real good, like, thing that sets it apart. And honestly, that's the, one of the best powers of social media is that if you... You can't fake it. Like, if you jump yeah. on video... Like, you can with, like, photos and stuff. But if you're jumping on video and you're going to that level of authenticity... Yeah, and I'd, I'd say like at, at, like as well like you do a great job of it yeah. too Thank because you. like because your bubbly personality flows <laughs> through and like you know you're like you're always laughing and smiling and like that's kind of just yeah. who you are. Oh so, guys, um, yeah. So I think like yeah, you you do do a great job of putting that out there on social media, kind yeah. of like you know one of the better agents out there with their social content. So um, yeah. that was a good question for for you. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that is yeah, a really ben, good. Ben, I like yeah, that. Really like segued you nicely there. Yeah, but, um, no, I like that. The, that that whole sort of discussion is a really um, good focal point for you and you've obviously done quite a good job with your organic social media. Um, but, I mean, it would it's fairly evident if every agent was just copying every other agent, everything would just be market updates. Mm. <laughs> so, it's also uh, the things, you know, like, obviously you do digital marketing, a bit free appraisals. You know, I, I know, I, I was thinking about this the other day and, you know, going into my calls and onto social media and all this other marketing that we do, you know, if someone rung me and cold called me and said, oh, can I get through your house and appraise it? I'd be like, I don't know who you are, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And, but if someone rung me and said, oh, you know, or I saw someone online and, they, you know, I knew who they were and then they rung me and they were like, oh, hey, how's the house going? Like, I saw you purchased a house six months ago. Like, how's that all going? Have you done any work? Have you settled in? Like, how are you, like, in the area? Yeah. Just ask me more about that. And then eventually if they kept calling me and then I'd ask them for the appointment. And, yeah. you know, all these people going, oh, free appraisal, free market update. Like, I feel like it's not genuine everyone's doing them yeah whereas if yeah. you do something that's you talking to a camera or you're you know you talking about your struggles or your success you know I post the most the most engaging things that I get on social media are things are mo- big milestones that I've hit yeah because I think it's you know I don't think anyone else should be doing other people's social media if I'm honest you know yeah. I see people have, have their people that are doing their social media for them but when I'm doing posts I write a story about them. Yeah. You know, how what happened in the campaign, you know, how did it go? You know, obviously with the change agent, Josh Vegan thing, you know, I wrote this whole long story about the process and it was more about I watched the girl who won it last year mm. and I said to myself, you know, I really want to do that. That would be awesome. And, you know, I remember I got back from Josh Vegan the year before, you know, last year when I didn't do it and I started writing my speech as soon as oh, I got there back. Go. <laughs> next year without even knowing if I was going to do it, you know, and I wrote that in my you know in the in the content with posting my change agent video saying you know I've just won this it was awesome got like 300 likes or whatever it got yeah, you know and yeah. it gets it gets so much engagement because it's people it's you talking about your journey and, and yeah. more about what you want to do and your goals that you've set and how you've got there and that's the stuff that people really actually care about yeah yeah i mean like from a a more scientific background um when you're what you're talking about is content pillars Mm. and content pillars are essentially like your genres on social media and that is one of your content pillars is like your success stories and stuff and so your audience obviously really likes that Mm. genre that you're um posting and so that's really it's really good to be in tune with that stuff and know like what things are going to perform better like like we said i'm not against doing just listed and all of that it's essential like it's Mm. again it's your rap sheet you know so do it but it's just being authentic and having some other stuff don't just fill your feed with just listed just sold just listed that is the ugliest instagram you'll ever see and 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 you know the thing is is like actually that's been the theme across all three of our guests today is everybody's been has said like i am where i am today because i've just been authentically me yeah and you know what dave said at the start was like you know you're not everyone's cup of tea um but 
you know, you are like, but people really like, like you for who you are, right? So just leverage off who you are, be authentic and, you know, good things will come, I suppose. Yeah. One, one of my favorite quotes that I heard this year was, it is very impressive how far you'll get in life, just being authentic and being a nice person. And I, it seems to, seems to be pretty 100%. true. hundred percent. And do you know what? It's actually, people say, how do you stand out in real estate, right? It's actually not that hard. Yeah. You know, when, if, if, you know, if you guys have gone through open homes before, if you've gone through the process of selling or buying, you know, you, it's so interesting to see how different people work. Yeah. You know, when I, when I went through, how I went through a couple of houses, there were very sh- small portions of people that actually called me. After I went through and actually, you know, tried to develop a relationship, I think there was probably one person out of like the 10 that I went through that actually helped me to try and find something. And it's so interesting because we've got processes. I don't know if it was just because I said I was in real estate. They were like, she's never going to listen to me. (laughs) But I think it's it's so interesting to see how different the processes are and just go, okay, if I'm just a nice person, if I just stick to a structure and then I actually help them in a way and I think it's more along the lines of when you go if it, as a first home buyer that's such an overwhelming process mm. you know I, I like to work a lot with first home buyers because I said I've, I relate to them a lot and I've just been through the process myself and I've just I think that helped me learn a lot of what I would have liked in that process so you know after you go unconditional to up to your you settle a lot of agents tune out and just go oh you know I've, I've been I've got paid um you know I'm, I'm now you know they can worry about it. but I think something that I've kind of implemented into my business is, okay, that was the most overwhelming process of it all. So I want to go back and help them and say, hey, look, well, are you, do you know what you need to do from here up until you settle? Yeah. The amount of people that say no clue is ridiculous. So, and that's an extra little piece of service. You know, you give them a call straight after they go unconditional and say, okay, well, you're going to have to meet with your lawyer, look about setting up your internet, you, you know, your, everything like that, you know, meet with your lawyer, you're doing a pre-settle inspection, what do you need to expect in the pre, you know, all of that and, the amount of reactions that you get, go, oh, that's actually really helpful. Send them a booklet, you know, you give them the gift. It's actually, it shows them that you they, you actually really care about the process and them and you're actually really happy because it's huge. You know, people save up. Like I saved up for years and years and years and years and years and years to buy my, and it's so huge. Like it's a massive milestone and you just want to make it that little bit extra special yep. so it's, that they remember it's, it. It's those 1% better situations that you're talking about right now that mm. make up, uh, like a way better product at the end of the day. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Lisa, like, we're gonna have to get you back on the pod again. I think. Oh, yeah. that, that, that was that was that was awesome. I just like, talk and, a lot. yeah, no, you do. Um, but it's <laughs> like, so do I. So. I just, do we have another hour? <laughs> no, unfortunately, we don't. Which is, um, we are gonna have to wrap it up there because, um, we are sort of running over time. But I'm definitely keen to get you back on and like, let's you know set a bit of a goal of like you keep going okay. and. Then and hustling, we'll, we'll touch and then, back with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna get you back on and see sort of like how your journey's progressed. Um, that would next be awesome. Time. So yeah, hoping to get a PA and a sales associate. Oh, yeah. So go. next time, you Lisa's know? gonna have a PA and a sales associate, guys. Keep me accountable. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming on. We we loved having. Thanks, guys. It's been awesome. Yeah, yeah. And thank you for everyone tuning in. Obviously, hopefully you picked up some amazing stuff from Lisa. There was plenty of great nuggets of information as always. Um, but yep, like and subscribe, follow the pod, and um, we'll see you guys next time. Love it. Cheers.